0: Welcome to the Centre for the History of Medicine in Ireland podcast. This podcast features recordings of academic papers on the history of medicine and medical humanities, which were given to audiences in University College Dublin as part of the Centre Seminar Series. For more information on this series and all Centre for the History of Medicine in Ireland activities, go to www.ucd.ie forward slash history forward slash body or simply do a search for CHOMI UCD in Google. This episode features Dr Jonathan Reinhartz, Director of the History of Medicine Unit at the University of Birmingham. His paper, From Rowdy Youths to Marginal Men, A Social History of Medical Students in Provincial England, circa 1825 to 1939, was delivered as part of the Centre Seminar Series on the 28th of January, 2010, in University College Dublin. In this recording, he gives a brief synopsis of his argument.
1: The paper is a history of medical student behaviour and misbehaviour at five provincial, uh, English provincial medical schools from the 1820s and 30s, when the English provincial schools were founded, to the period preceding the introduction of the NHS. It's part of a larger project, um, at the history of five English provincial medical schools—Bristol, Birmingham, Liverpool, Newcastle, and Sheffield—there's a number of questions being asked in the uh, in the project. I'll look at the the actual establishment of the schools, how they started as businesses and then developed into what we would regard as medical schools. Um, the the evolution of the medical curriculum, um, so the introduction of specialties, for example and the development of facilities, so from lecture theatres to museums and laboratories, but also it considers students' experiences during this period. The latter subject has attracted some attention in the past and it's usually in single school histories and stories of student numbers and their progressive increase, their uh, periodic uh, misbehaviour are included largely as anecdotes. Um, So, for example, at the medical school in Cork, there's uh, stories of the lectures being uh, disrupted by noisy students. But famously, um, on one occasion, uh, a tame bird was released in the lecture theater and landed on the lecturer's head. And these sorts of episodes recurred at all medical schools, but they're never really drawn together. So this paper draws together a number of these sorts of um, episodes of misrule at provincial medical schools, and I'm not the first to do this. Um, Keir Waddington has uh, written a very thorough study of rowdy students at Bart's Medical School in London, and he's charted the the change in their behaviour over the Victorian period. And largely, his is a structural argument where, significantly, following the introduction of a disciplinary committee, students did begin to behave uh, in a satisfactory way. But also, with the introduction of better facilities, for example lecture rooms, better common rooms um, and even a student residence with a a resident warden behavior gradually began to improve. So he suggests that over the Victorian period medical students professionalized professionalized alongside their instructors really because this is a period of medical professionalization others would say that this sort of misbehavior still goes on and this was the case up until a few years ago but I think that this study has gained considerable relevance because uh, medical students at English medical schools today have to compile professional portfolios, and they're actually scored based on their professional behavior. So there's now discussion of a conscientiousness index. And this isn't some sort of random scoring, but it could actually have an influence on students' careers. And students' behavior is increasingly becoming monitored and will be important in getting positions at hospitals. So there is a new relevance to the study, but I also felt that Waddington's story was incomplete. It left me asking, what about the English provinces? Because His is really a study of London, and what about the period after 1900? This is crucial in the provincial context because after 1900, women started attending the medical schools, and foreign students started increasing in number. So this part of the story is left out entirely. And I thought this would be interesting to look at as well. And are these just moments of misrule, or is there some deeper meaning to these episodes of releasing a bird in the lecture theatre, making noise? I think there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. So in a sense, what I'm doing is I'm approaching the subject of medical student behavior and the way that medical historians have approached epidemics by asking what does it all mean when there was insubordination? When was it at its peak? Who was the target of students' protests? For example, was it the lecturer in chemistry or was it the professor of physics? I think these are all significant questions. And was this actually protest? Can we interpret this the way we would the behavior of students in the 60s and the 1970s, or even today? Or was this just pointless disruption? These are just some of the questions my paper addresses.